What if you could be doing something smarter with your money that creates income now? If you're wanting to get ahead financially and enjoy greater freedom of choice, if you want a comfortable retirement and you know you'll have more choices if you can do more with your money now, if you've wondered who else is creating ways to make their money work for them and you want actionable ideas with honest pros and cons and no fluff, welcome to the Richer Geek Podcast. We're here helping people find creative ways to build wealth and financial freedom. I'm Mike Stoller, and in this podcast, you'll hear from others who are already doing these things and learn how you can too. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Richard Geek. I'm uh, excited to have Neil Twa. Neil's the uh, founder CEO of Voltage Digital Marketing. I'm really excited about having Neil on. Uh, this is something we haven't talked about. Uh, he is launching, operating, and growing a private label e-commerce business for the last nine years. How you doing, Neil? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. Now, I want you to share a little bit. You know, it's like where to start, man, you know, because this is such <laughs> a unique thing. Yeah. Um, so you've developed this blueprint mm-hmm. on how to build and how our listeners can build an online business and I think that that is going to raise some eyebrows because a lot of our listeners are in tech. So it's mm-hmm. an online business that will generate a passive, potentially six-figure income in about 12 months' time. Right. And on top of that, you get to set up the business for, I mean, who knows? You know, shoot for the moon, right? Shoot for the moon. Yeah, shoot for the moon. Shoot for the moon. Uh, Tell us about it. I mean, yeah. what are you doing? Well, let's go back and answer some questions probably in people's minds first, because the last thing I ever want in these conversations is, is to ever sound like I'm pitching my business or what I do, because it's very the opposite of the way we approach everything. So let's talk about what is e-commerce. Maybe what is the opportunity? Because uh, that typically tries to edify one major component that everybody comes to me with. And that is the time and energy it takes to get this kind of thing done, right? Especially to the people we're speaking with. And you and I were joking about a podcast uh, that we that you had just recently with a couple of guys uh, in, in terms of passive income and stuff and how they're sort of doing it and you know how we have interacted with them. Literally, we, we didn't know until five minutes ago that we even knew these guys. And that's how tight this network can get. Uh, but it has to do with understanding the business and the opportunity. Like just to go back in time in the Wayback Machine here for just a second. Uh, and give you some context to this conversation without going too far outside of the realm of answering um, your question. Uh, literally, I dropped out of school to go into e-commerce. I got into my third year of college, and as the internet was exploding and things were happening so fast, there was no school track or any other mechanism that I could go learn how to do digital online commerce. And that's what I wanted to do. Um, I had gone to school on a full re- music scholarship, literally full ride music scholarship, playing classical Trump. Uh, trumpet, as they refer to it, um, and literally didn't uh, see the end result being anything but living in a band down by the river. So I'm like, okay, I got to do something different. So uh, having an aptitude in computers and technology, I jumped into a little job, literally 425 an hour, learning how to put the computers together because the school was getting them all in. I'm dating myself. And they were putting them together. Nobody knew what the heck they were doing, right? And then Windows 3.1 showed up. And all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, my gosh, this this is going to become something. This is amazing. I want to know. No one could teach me. So I said, I'm jumping out. I'm going to go figure this out. 
So I started teaching myself programming business, ended up in Sprint, um, got very successful within that enough that IBM literally offered me a job and hired me out of Sprint. Again, no degree. Uh, really taught me the business of networking. Um, always had the entrepreneurial bug. Um, I like to joke that I was like one of the, before Robert uh, wrote the book, I had a rich dad and a poor dad. Um, my dad was a hardworking man, 28 years mechanic, used to climb under the cars with him. God love him. He was a hardworking man, taught me about ethics and all kinds of uh, wonderful things about life. But he didn't really understand entrepreneurialism. He didn't understand big business. And that was my uncle. My uncle understood big business. He understood managing, understood his own thing. He wrote a, he had a, a boat shop that he had created out of San Diego. He was building his own company, his own boats. And he gave me a whole different perspective on the way to think about business and life and entrepreneurialism. So I always knew that that's where I wanted to go. I always wanted to go bigger. And so as I got through IBM and realizing I wanted to obviously continue down the track of e-com, I was running an entrepreneur as we like to refer to it, um, not an entrepreneur because technically I was in a corporation, but I was building something outside of the company. I knew eventually I was going to exit. In 2007, we parted ways and I, I went out on my own. But eventually I learned how to understand business and branding and online and lead generation and how do people buy products and how why they want to buy products. And I stumbled across Amazon because it was such a unique opportunity uh, in 2010 to realize what this could potentially become. It was another moment of opportunity in time. And I jumped full bore into it. Uh, and because of that, you know, nine years later, we've grown a, a system that's launched brands. It's acquired companies, sold companies. It builds and launches and grows. We chose the e-commerce vehicle because it's so big. Uh, in the last 24 months, it was one of the only double digit growth industries out there. Um, and we started to see it like a virtual real estate play because it had the literally the ability to, to stake your claim online inside of this marketplace, prove the product in the brand, have physical inventory we deployed capital into because we weren't just doing a virtual thing and then tie those things together and then start to serve a brand, start to serve people. And we watched that take off and just go like crazy. Uh, and we learned the major question to go back to what you were at was what the hell do I sell? <laughs> you know, outside of time, this is great, Neil, that's all fun and good, but what do I sell somebody? Like, how do I actually sell something? And we had a lot of people asking us that questions many years ago and got into the process of coaching and mentoring and have continued to elevate into the business levels, not the like online make money nonsense, like the pipe dreams, scratchers, lottery mindset junk. Mm -hmm. um, it is the building the real business with the end of mind, exiting these businesses for multiples is, is where we go. So cradle to grave from launching to exiting through the entire portfolio of our business is what we do. Uh, and we've adapted that now. Uh, and as uh, Jim Collins says in, in uh, Good to Great, we're hedgehogs. Uh, we went into this and we just kept hedgehogging down into it and developing opportunities and optimizing and continuing to just keep grow. And in that, until we've had uh, multiple, multiple, multiple success stories beyond ourselves uh, of people who have gone through the business, launched it, exited it, and are building right now. Now, in all that you're, you're just talking about, you're actually walking people through you're giving them the resources the plan yeah and i think you know what you're talking about is allowing someone to build an e-commerce business on amazon right that's correct amazon what's called fulfilled by amazon fba as it's referred to yeah mm -hmm. and so all right someone calls you up or emails you or whatever mm -hmm. cool I want to do this. Well, yeah. do you take anything? You know, I want to sell a widget. 
<laughs> you know, no, there's uh, a criteria. So to answer the question, what do I sell? You actually have to get into the business and financial side of this. And this is where we have kind of moved over nine years into really the business coaching component. And one of the things we learned that was creating success for others. Okay. We had successful stores. We built successful brands. We understood how to systematize it and build companies. That's what we did in the past. Okay. We built companies at IBM. I built companies within companies. Um, that's what I did when I was there. Right. And so as I learned to adapt that into my own business model, uh, we had learned how to help other companies build themselves. And so we set up this whole thing to basically become like a no ownership, no, like a franchise, but no ownership and no you know requirements from that component, but they can leverage my infrastructure, my people, my processes, my technology, our experience and knowledge and our business coaching to literally just replicate the process. Like don't go out of the lines, it's paint by numbers. Mm-hmm. You follow the process because um, my ultimate, you ready for this evil capitalistic agenda <laughs> is you get a successful business and my portfolios group either acquires it or helps you sell it. And mm-hmm. that's where the real money is made. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So to set you up from the very beginning with the end in mind is really the whole component. So I won't just let you sell anything. Um, you don't have to be particularly passionate about it, but you, there is a criteria and an avatar that we take you to, we call it gold mountain. So you're not over here in dry gulch. And in Amazon, if you've been around it at all, or even understood the concept that you could sell on it, uh, many of the concerns that I get when people come to me and say, well, two to three years, I've been looking at this opportunity, haven't done it. Five years, I've been looking at this opportunity and haven't done anything. <laughs> the uh, lady a minute ago came in and she's going she's gonna to sign up and they're a good fit for it, but she spent the last year doing due diligence and, and before choosing to work with us. And it is because they understand the business opportunity. They understand they've chosen to work with e-com. They understand it is a huge upside potential in the future. And they're looking for somebody to help them avoid the pitfalls. They're looking to stay in the lines, be accountable, you know, understand the system and processes, become a CEO of that company, right? Uh, and use us literally like a board of advisors uh, who come in and help them structure from literally the LLC creation through the corporate structure, through where to get the products, to my agents, to the graphics, to the avatar, even down to a beta service we're launching right now that lets them choose products that they register uh, in the inside of Amazon with us that basically get exclusivity to our uh, organization so they don't compete with anybody else inside of our organization. Um, because we go compete with the market. We don't want them to compete with each other because we've gotten so good at this. When we enter the market, I feel bad for people who are already selling on Amazon. Um, because in three, six, nine months, we will, we will own that market share in that area of Amazon and do it very well with it. So we don't have builders competing with each other because of that. So we have this really cool mechanism that allows them to literally just choose a product, validate the sourcing and launch within weeks and not months. Yeah. And that's, that's a good point that you, you mentioned is that you don't have to be in love with the product. You know, it's it's the same thing with, with me in real estate. Uh, I'm not going to live in that place. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, I'm going to fumigate it and get rid of the cockroaches, but I don't have to live That's right. there. Yeah. Uh, all I care about is cash flow. Does it make cash money? Flow. Will it make me money? Absolutely. Revenue um, is, is, what is it? Revenue is, is sand or revenue is vanity. Mm-hmm. Cash flow is king and profit is sanity. That's right. And that's the same thing with this business model because every two weeks you can get paid by Amazon like clockwork and you can get cash flowed in these business models relatively fast. Very profitable because we choose the products that are typically higher retail. They're solution-driven oriented products. They're not in what I call the Amazon's mosh pit. 
where, you know, you hang out with a six foot four, you know, biker guy who's all sweaty and slamming around down on the bottom. That's where most of all the sellers go with these online offers and guru crap. They don't understand the real business is made uh, when you develop the brand and you are considering the business in 90 day cash flow plans. You're understanding capital deployment and logistics. You actually build up processes and redundancy. Um, just like you systematize anything, including real estate or, you know, franchises or multi-franchises or multi, you know, brand deals or, or multi-apartment complexes, you are going to go through a particular process every time. And we do the same thing on this end. We just do it in a virtual format. Um, that basically makes us claim virtual real estate, uh, on Amazon. Right. Yeah. Uh, and then we become the property managers. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Um, now it, it sounds like this is something that someone could do part-time they can still work full-time this is something that you can kind of do on the yeah, side if you're in the intrapreneur state like let's say you know there's yeah. entrepreneurs one of entrepreneurs, uh, entrepreneurs yeah. i might call them voltagepreneurs uh those are kind of the concepts that i'm doing something inside a business or i'm already working for somebody else or maybe i have multiple business franchises subways chick-fil-a's 27 airbnbs whatever um, I want to deploy capital into another mechanism. I don't, you know, it could be passive as I get it running. It doesn't, I don't obviously want to just put it in, you know, uh, Wall Street or some other mechanism. I don't necessarily want to do that, or I've already done that enough. Um, yeah, you can make it passive. Yeah, you can grow it up relatively quickly. Um, yeah, it's all about growth and metrics. It's all by the numbers um, to really know and understand how to approach this correctly. Um, so there's a predictable outcome in 12 months. Now let's talk about, you know, a little bit about the process. So you do, you go through the market research Correct. to see if this item uh, meets your criteria. Correct. Right. Very strict criteria. Absolutely. And then you go through and uh, you, you help build that brand. Correct. And, you know, through FBA. Now, what if someone wanted to do a website outside. Do you have anyone that says, hey, you know what? This gadget works. Mm -hmm. Can I do an outside website? Absolutely. You're going to do, yeah, you're absolutely going to write multi-channel, like single channel yeah. types of businesses or points of failure. Amazon is the first vehicle we chose to row, ride, excuse mm -hmm. me, uh, because it is a fulfilling last mile to the customer, which is great because then we don't have the warehouses. We have third-party logistics companies and it gets sent into Amazon. So we don't have huge warehouses and employees, don't have any employees. Uh, and that gets a, what's called economies of scale on <laughs> the big picture, right? Uh, and, you know, by choosing those products in such a way where they are highly profitable, the upside potential of the business becomes a real reality, right? And that is where uh, we ensure that each product is chosen correctly. Each product has a profitability index and meets certain criteria. It has to have certain brand affinities. You have to register it on what's called Amazon's brand registry system. And we even go to brand trademark for intellectual property because, again, we're building a business that's an asset, putting time, money, and energy into something that becomes an asset. We're not just flipping products for profit, right? We're not doing wholesale or retail arbitrage or any of these online arbitrage things, which are literally against Amazon's terms of service, by the way. Uh, any of those automation things are literally doomed to fail. I hear horror stories every month, uh, sometimes every week from people who got caught up in that nonsense. We're building a real business in the end, an asset-driven model that can become uh, privatized. Now with the FBA and, and stuff with Amazon, 
it is literally answering the question, well, who's going to buy my product? Um, because they're there. There are 200 million people a month, $630 million a day. 70% of that is going to third-party sellers like small pop business moms, you know, yeah. uh, individuals, uh, couples, <laughs> single moms. I'm just thinking of all the people that are inside of our group, right? 19-year-old high school dropouts. Uh, kids who are homeschooling and want to learn how to build an alternative income uh, or lifestyle business are doing this with their parents inside of our group. Um, and again, it doesn't come down to me being passionate about the products. It's me understanding that someone else is passionate about the products and what's driving their interest in that product and literally getting a qualified, good product in front of them that answers that solution that they're seeking, right? And if I do very good at that and I understand how that works, um, I don't have to force it. And so to get to an outside website, in brand typically means a lot more cost, it's a lot more expensive, and you're trying to find your avatar out there in the big wide world. We use Amazon, uh, specifically to your question, as an incubator. We use it as a way to test the product, test the brand, test the market, and we can do it in six, seven, multi-seven, even eight figures before ever taking it offline to a website, at which point we will do that to a multi-channel later on. Uh, because there's more profit, there's another big world out there to talk to, but we'll know the avatar, we'll know the price points, we'll know what resonates about the entire brand, we'll cash flow and make money while we're learning all of that market research, okay? And then we can take it out and hire a group that we use to go do that horse. We have a saying in the country to finalize my answer here, <laughs> you, can ride, you can't ride two horses with one ass. So we teach people how to just ride the Amazon horse to success first, and then all that other stuff becomes a lot easier later on, and, and they should do it uh, in order to open new channels of opportunity and lower risk. Well, it's it, it, the you know what's funny is is you're you're starting a business utilizing the largest platform in the world, you know, which is a pretty cool thing. Very cool and, thing, and not only especially during the pandemic, during COVID. I mean, how much did Amazon hyper, hyper, hyper growth? Mm -hmm. And I can get it probably by 6 p.m. today if I order it right now. Yes, yeah. And one <laughs> of the things that, you know, that is a con, let's cover that because I don't want everybody just to think that, yeah. you know, well, hey, this is a big pump up. It's not. Let's go pros and cons for a second because I'm always okay. real about this. I want to be real with people. Mm -hmm. They're not dumb. You know, there's 111 plus ships setting off the coast of Long Island, uh, excuse me, uh, Long Beach, in LA right now. Why? What's happening? Was that a problem? How do you overcome that? What's the, mm -hmm. you know, what's the gotcha in that model? I mean, at least I can see inventory down the street with houses. How are you dealing with the inventory issues and the logistics, right? Um, we don't go to China unless we absolutely have to, because that's a good portion of the ships that are hanging out at those right. ports. And we typically send a lot of stuff into the East Coast because we come from places like India and Vietnam and Bangladesh and other sources, even the United States and Mexico. So we got out of China to the most part for like three years ago. And we took a lot of our people with us, saw the writing on the wall during Trump's administration with tariffs and other concerns that were kind of just, you know, indicators uh, of what was going to happen. And because we're in this market and we live it and we're daily and breathing in it, we can see and start to forecast patterns, behaviors. We can look down the road a little bit and see certain things others don't see because we're in the details. And that's one of the benefits I think that most people see. Uh, when they look at us as business coaches, is we have a very good viewpoint on where this is and where it's going, uh, what to avoid and how to see the future opportunities because we're, we're heavily into it, right? So we ship other places, we get from other locations, we are in stock, we are in supply uh, where others are running out of inventory and that's creating a whole new opportunity. I gotta be honest with you, it's blood in the streets. And when there's blood in the streets, you know there's money to be made. And right now with the holiday season approaching at the time we're recording this, uh, for those who are paying attention, the inventory levels are going to be a challenge for a lot of sellers. 
but the opportunity for those to get involved is going to be huge, epic. It's going to be incredible. <laughs> and it's going to ricochet into 2022 in a big way. And e-commerce is not going away. If any other industry is going to suffer uh, in the coming months or year, it certainly is not going to be e-commerce. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So let's continue down and through how you're helping people. You do the okay. account management. And now... What are some of the ways, so I have my product out on Amazon. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How do you get people to those products? So Amazon is a giant traffic source. If you just think about it in terms of not as a consumer, but let's look at it as a business person for just a second. Um, If you look at Facebook as a social media site only for viewing pictures and images, you're missing one component of its opportunity because many people see it as a way to connect with billions of people who are buying stuff. Amazon, unlike Google, is people looking for stuff to buy in 30 seconds or less. They are literally buying in 30 seconds or less. They are there to buy. So inside of Amazon, in this marketplace, there are 200 million sellers a day, excuse me, a, a month going by, buying something every day, all the time, everything you can think of. They are already there. So our goal and our experience has been to basically help uh, Uh, our product be seen by this technology, this algorithm inside of this uh, system called Amazon, this filing system of data as the better product that should receive more traffic and more visibility compared to our competitors. And there's a number of techniques we've learned uh, in the last nine years to basically get our product to present itself as the better brand, the better product, even a higher price point and get customers and traffic to literally come to our listing because the system is rewarding us as the better product, better brand, better opportunity for the customer. And as it starts to validate that data in the system and says, yep, you check this box, you check that box, you check this box, it will just start sending us more and more traffic. And so that, is will... that how you get on top and you get all of a sudden the sponsored link or, you know, you go and I type something in sure, and the first one's a pop-up. Yes. That's the it's goal. an ad. Yeah. It's, okay. It's called, it's called sponsored ads or sponsored yeah. brands. Um, it's referred to in the marketing world as pay-per-click traffic marketing. Mm-hmm. And inside of Amazon, you can do that. It's one of the things we definitely do. Uh, when we go in to organize our brand and once we go to market, uh, when we target it, like your keyword just now that you were talking about for a product um, and you land on that page, our goal is to dominate that entire page. You have no choice, but our product, it is the best product. And one of the ways we do that is through the brand marketing and product profit development. Uh, there's criteria of the numbers that have to match. And once we launch that, it is because we are going to dominate that space. And any of the three to four to five competitors are there are not going to be able to keep up with us. And we will stay there until we buy up all their traffic and we buy up all their customers and Amazon rewards us for being the best product. Uh, so me, I'm learning so much and I'm, I'm sure the listeners are too. It's, yeah, it's a know, lot. <laughs> well, but, but it's fascinating. It's, a, it's, it's fascinating you know, on how Amazon works. Um, it is. And it's the mechanical components. Like let's, yeah. let's back out of the mechanics for just a second and really stay mm-hmm. focused on the business because I want yep. people to understand that, you know, being a CEO of one of these companies isn't that you should be pushing buttons or more importantly, that pushing a bunch of blinky lights for 40 hours a week is going to make you more money because that's not really how this works. How it works is if you really get into the head of an avatar, a customer who's buying these products, okay, who wants to fill a solution and you present them with a good product, it will take off by itself. It will take off organically. It'll get more reviews. They'll recommend it. People will put it on subscribe and save. And it will literally, with relatively effortlessly, um, start throwing in a lot of traffic and a lot of sales. Amazon conversions on their listings are some of the highest online. 
in terms of conversions, which for cold unknown traffic to brands is unlike anything we've, we've ever experienced in years, which is why we chose it. Um, people just buy a lot more <laughs> and they are very convinced that when they want your brand, they buy at a very high rate, um, which is fantastic. And so we are looking at the profit per unit, not how many units we sell. That's a big misnomer on the online world as well. If I move 2000 products and I get this bestseller badge or I get into these things on Amazon, those are accolades that will make me more money. And it's actually not true. Um, it is just accolades in the system. It isn't more money. It isn't about the amount of units I move. It's the amount the profit I get out of each unit that ultimately matters because that creates a profitable brand. And as you know, a profitable PL. So we are targeting products that have a minimum level of profit of $12 in each unit or higher. We know that when we go to market, we can buy our uh, customers literally away from our competitors and that we will stay there until all other metrics come back down in a normalization and organic traffic and product purchases go up. It's just a predictable cycle every time. And it happens across all the categories in Amazon minus three that we don't sell in um, because of competition and other issues. But it really, again, is process driven. And as a CEO, you know, as we teach these people how to become the CEOs of this, it's their understanding that they are dangerous enough to know those things and some of the technicalities, but that's not where they should stay on their focus. If they really want to grow this, they need to learn how to be the fiscal uh, manager. They need to understand their brand avatar. If they double their understanding of their customer, they're going to double their revenue. And it has nothing to do with how much time you push buttons. That's something we teach people in 10 to 15 hours a week, okay? Uh, because of the systems we give, because of the people we give in our infrastructure, there's already everybody lined up to do the work. Um, we just hand them off. And because we only invite so many people, so we don't want to overload our system, and we want everybody following the process and staying in accountability, we keep it relatively low to the amount of people we invite to come in uh, and work with us. And the other people either get rejected uh, or they wait till another date. Um, because we make sure everybody runs the same process. How long does it take? I give you a call. Yeah. Until product launch, do you think on average, you know, like when can I start? How long does the process take? In this time frame, it'll take anywhere between three to six months for the time you get the product, the brand, the business built, launch your first product, and then see growth or scale. Mm-hmm. That's a realistic time frame in today's world. Right. And, and so I set that expectation. It's why our goals and in, in our time we work with people is over 12 months. Uh, it's why our structured skin in the game performance uh, pays your performance kind of model that we deployed is done over a 12 month period. Uh, because we literally, if you look at all my case studies and you were going to investigate my people and talk to them or go you know, look at all the videos we've got from success stories between six and 12 months is when everybody sees hyper growth. Uh, the time, the launch, the maturity of the brand, Amazon's own systems, just maturing your brand inside of and seeing and the algos learning and saying, okay, you're the better you know, product, you're the better value. Um, it will mature and grow. And it's like an avalanche and it can go relatively fast. Um, we have quite a few recorded launches um, that are you know, zero to 100,000 in 45 to 60 days. And that's monthly recurring revenue. Monthly. Wow. Yep, we keep everything at a minimum 18 to 20% profit margin uh, net on the business. And that is intended to really stage it up for exit. So we are very tight to make sure the business is good. Uh, So again, keeping the end in mind, this is an asset. And like a virtual real estate flip or a new real estate development that we're going to sell, there's costs, there's time to market, there's a predictable time in which we're going to flip this out and we're going to make a good profit off the back end. So we have basically taken kind of a real estate complex model and even put property management into it, if you will, 
by account management services for our builders at a later date, if they get to product and running and brand is going good and we have good ROI and good business, we can remove them by taking over full account management and making it hundred percent passive uh, and then take that business out to exit for them. At which point my buyers will buy that company because we're managing it uh, yeah. and it becomes a passive asset for them. And then we turn around and sell it up from there too. We can sell it two to three times beyond that. And it's how many years do you think between... Start 18 up. months or less is our predictable goal. So between okay. 12 to 18 months, you're maturing to past a point of seven figures with profitability and you have at least a three to four X multiple in that business right now. Mm -hmm. In 18 to 36 months, you should be able to hit three to 5 million. If all things are going correctly, all profit and uh, opportunities are all measuring out correctly in the numbers. Mm -hmm. um, that's completely doable, at which point, you'll, again, you're going to see a higher end of four X multiples. Um, if you open additional channels after 18 you know, to 36 months, you want to open another paid traffic channel or whatever, your multiples could go up to five to seven X. So can they keep it after 18 months or is it? Absolutely. In? No contractual obligations. I don't put okay. anybody in this. This is totally volunteer. You know, there's no, no contracts to what you have to do uh, at any time frame. What ends up happening is of course we help people. They get successful. They come back to us. They already trust us. They already know what we're doing. Um, and then we get to, you know, basically represent that business when the time comes for it to mature. And I have people, you know, that I taught three, four years ago who are popping up saying, Hey, would you buy this or can you help me sell it? Um, and, and their brands have matured. So that's, that's, you know, relationship driven is the best way to do it. And I, I'm sure it's just always fantastic, you know, kind of watching your students. It really is. Per se, you know, <laughs> succeed. Yes. Yeah. Um, so one just recently was Patrick. Patrick was such a cool guy. Patrick is first language is not English. Uh, and Patrick, it didn't have an extreme amount of business experience when he came into this and he self identifies as not having no e-commerce experience. And you, it's on my YouTube channel to go check it out. You know, he's doing 80,000 a month right now, um, in, in eight months. And he is, he would be doing 250,000. Uh, but one of his primary, uh, providers has ran into some troubles with logistics. He's looking at a secondary provider to double up his inventory capacity because that's his only limitation right now. It's not the opportunity. It's that he's cranking things down a little bit in order to overcome his inventory, which he will. And it's totally doable today. Although it doesn't feel like that to some people out there, there's ways to get more inventory faster. And he's working through that and learning how to, to create redundancy in his business. And then he will easily go past a quarter million a month. Unbelievable. I'm, I'm in the wrong business, everyone. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not I, 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 let me rephrase that. I'm not in the wrong business. I need to diversify. Diversification is what we're basically talking about, That's right? what we're doing. Um, I'm going yeah, to keep the hotels. I'm going to keep the- Yeah, keep the those cash family. flows. You're open another leg of, of right. cash flow opportunity to potentially build up a uh, you know, a passive opportunity that, that adapts itself to e-commerce and, and looks at it from, you know, look at it from a real business perspective. Mm -hmm. um, this is a business. It has exit potential. Don't waste your time on just flipping, you know, products for profit. You're not serving anybody. You're making somebody else money. Yeah. Um, that's not really how this model works well. Yeah. Uh, how do people learn? Are these, you know, when you go into an agreement with someone, is it an online course? Is it, um, how are people gaining this knowledge with your company? Yep. So we have, uh, we have a game plan and that has a documented set of uh, templates and videos that you'll follow. But the most mm -hmm. important part is the business coaching component. So we have office hours every week. Uh, we stay very tight to our people in our systems of accountability. Um, so we have live calls. We are working with them each week to ensure they meet certain gates. We check in on them. If we haven't heard three or four days, my assistant rings them up and says, hey, where are you at? What's happening? Let's get going. Uh, accountability is a big component of, of their getting involved. 
um, because they know that the opportunity is there. And we all have things that drive us off at times. And, you know, if you're needing accountability, my people do, um, they really love that. Uh, and so there's a combination of, of some learning and online learning, but there's also live uh, conversations. There's weekly live chats in our community groups. There's monthly live chats with our graduates group. Um, and then we have obviously those office hours. We're very invested in the small group of people that we work with because we want the highest percentage of them to succeed at their level of success, which is different for everybody. But we want those businesses to really see an opportunity for maturity. So we work very uh, tightly with them on a place and a very one-on-one relationship with them. It's, you know, it sounds fantastic. It's, I have never heard of, of anyone that does what you do. Um, There's not many that are out there. And somebody asked me why that was the other day and not to yeah. toot my own horn. It's because I'm not paying attention to the rest of them. I don't know what they're doing. <laughs> I literally don't care. I know what I'm doing. That's right. Right. And I think that's the most important part. I, I don't know what these it other is. guys are doing. I don't care. <laughs> For our listeners out there, what would you say some of the startup costs are? Yeah, that's a good question. Very good question. Um, Expectations. Let's talk that, right? Um, Obviously, to create a real business, you know that a 997 kind of crap is really not going to work. That's going to be you'd get a coaching and you go by yourself and good luck with that and see you later. Mm -hmm. Um, Our business mentoring fees are really geared towards, honestly, to disqualify the wrong people who are not really serious about the time and capital deployment uh, that has to occur to make this become a real business. And if you're in real estate, if you're around investing, if you're in the business world, if you're buying franchises, then you know kind of a good estimate of what we're going to talk about. You're going to be looking at you know fifty dollars to $150,000 in the first year of capitalization to your business through mentoring, through products, through growth. Um, you know, if you, it's not just pure capital outlay and then you got to wait, you know, two months, two years for this to come back. As your business goes to market, as your brand goes out, you're making sales immediately. Um, and each of those products, as I already said, is profitable. So if your products are targeting our 100% margins, okay, then you know in 90 to 120 days, you'll recoup all the money you spent into it. Um, and that's sort of our expectation is without, you know, within 120 days after launching a product that meets all of our criteria, the market expectation is that we return that because we're doing the same thing. As we go out 90 days with each product, we expect it to produce a certain amount of time, sales velocity, profitability, et cetera. And we hold that same standard to our builders. So to get involved, we have an upfront fee um, that they will pay for the first five months. We spread it out in installments because I make it really not too complicated. Uh, And then I have a performance bonus. It says when you get to a certain amount of sales in 12 months or less, then you're going to pay me a bonus, right? You're going to pay me a bonus. And that's my skin in the game. I'm going to hang on to that. Uh, Not going to charge you, but we're going to get to work together. And then when we hit that and you get your first hundred thousand in profits, then you're going to pay me 15% of that, Mm -hmm. but you're not going to pay me that until we get there. So we're stuck together uh, to get this thing done. Um, And that's really, that's it. I mean, it's not more complicated than that. We have a a percentage we get like any other broker does when the relationship occurs at the brokering level, it's typically 10%. Um, And so we make it relatively easy for the right people to say yes, and more hard for those who really aren't committed to the product and capitalization requirements. You've got to inventory this, right? Um, You can buy a franchise for that much that takes you a lot more time to get going. It's scooping ice cream and hiring 15 year olds. No one's asking you to do any of that here. (laughs) (laughs) No, <laughs> no, especially in today's job markets. This in today's job markets, no, you don't have to open a pizzeria or a one eight hundred got junk. Oh um, my this gosh, this is this is a totally different ball of wax. No, we're dealing in high product affinity product lines that are fifty to three hundred dollars in retail price, averaging ninety nine. Our customer product uh, brands for our um, brand builders are typically averaging thirty to forty five dollars in profit per unit uh, to their pocket after every unit's sold. Um, so we're running a whole different level of brand affinity with our products. And of course, the profitability becomes an opportunity. The ability to dominate the market is really the opportunity. 
and the exit potential of that is much, much greater. You know, it sounds like, and especially out here where I live, I mean, that's cheaper than one single family rental. It is. That's right. And the cash flow off of that is what, $500 a month after all expenses and profits. I'm talking about, you know, making 10 grand, 20 grand, 50 grand a month. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. And and I don't have to deal with tenants. No tenants, no employees, (laughs) no warehouses. Uh, You'll touch the product when you first qualify it and get it to you to ensure that it's a good quality product and it matches up Mm -hmm. because we are private label. And just be very clear, that's not what's called white label. That is not somebody else's product that you're stamping a logo on or whatever. This is your product engineered becoming your intellectual property. That's your value. It's innovation over invention. And that means you own this product. It is yours. No one else has one like you and you can brand trademark it. And that's part of that intellectual property. So you're creating a really value added situation here uh, to yourself and to obviously the business as well as the customer who's purchasing the product. So that is private label, to be very clear. We're not following around in that mosh pit of retail arbitrage, white label nonsense. Yeah. Uh, we're going after solution-oriented people, right? Wow. You see, that's that's something I didn't... I just thought that, hey, I'm going to put this product on there and, and white label it, you know, stamp it. You're going to innovate the product so it's unique yeah. to the customer because understanding that customer avatar is to better understand what your competitors are not doing. So that you can charge 1.2 to 2x their retail price point mm-hmm. because your value proposition meets more closely with your avatar. And there's a there's a particular process we go through of training your brain to understand that so that as we go to market, our builders raise their retail prices, which of course raises their profit above the competition selling almost the same similar or slightly different variation of the product. But ours is aligned better to the customer avatar in a solution-oriented format. Let me give you an example of what I mean visually. Okay. So in your mind, you've got a tooth, it's hurting, it's aching, your whole brain is now hurting three days of this. And you're like, okay, that's enough. I need a solution. You call your dentist. What does he say? I got a, sure, one hour process, 200 bucks. I'll get it done for you. And you're thinking, dang, one more hour of this. I've been waiting for three days. I reached my point. It has to get done now. What's the other solution, doc? (laughs) He's like, okay, I got a 10 minute procedure. It's going to cost 500 bucks, right? You're like, done. I want that solution. Give it to me now. That's the avatar we're after, okay? Mm. The majority of people on Amazon who don't really know what they're doing or were taught by people who don't really know what they're doing are playing in that mosh pit of the $200 one hour problem. We're playing in the 10 minute $500 solution. Why? Because that person will come back and buy the extra special braces and the extra special parts and the 200 or this and a 500,000. And we get to what's called customer lifetime value a lot faster and a lot higher so our average customer value is are three to four times what the average Amazon customer value is. It's not the first acquisition of that customer we're after. And that's where everybody else is going. We're into the second and third acquisition of those customers, the back end of the business. It's where the real money's made. Absolutely. It's, yeah, I agree. It's, it's not them renting a unit from me. It's the add-ons. It's the custom this and the custom that, and hey, for this, it, it's, it's the things that, uh, uh, help them and they need it and they're and asking they for it and, and you asking. don't even necessarily have to sell it right. because amazon its system is literally telling the people well you need this and they're looking at it going well i bought something from that brand i really appreciate it click i'm buying that one too wow and then they come back and do it again and then they put you on subscribe and save and all of a sudden your brand affinity and organic affinity goes up and of course your profit goes up we go after a very different group of people again because our end is exiting with profitability mm-hmm. it isn't just about how many units and the one customer purchase I'm making. That is a way to basically go broke in this business model. (laughs) And I watch a lot of people in three to four months 
put too much money in, following the wrong processes by people who don't know what the heck they're doing. And they come up and, you know, marrying their products and their business and are like, now I can't get divorced. I'm stuck with her uh, or him. And I can't get out of this relationship. I put too much money in it and they're limping along terribly in three, four months. And I do not want to play in that ball. That's a wrong way to set people up for failure. Well, wow. it's, right way to them for failure. it's a wrong way to handle them. <laughs> That's right. Well, Neil, yeah. it has been absolutely fantastic. I, I think you've blown our minds. You've, you've given us uh, uh, something to think about, you know, on passive income that uh, I think it's, will only increase, right? I mean, Amazon's not going to get any smaller. Well, e-com, right? Remember, uh, like, you can call it a Yugo and put a million in it and not call it a Ferrari. At the end of the day, it's just a right. different vehicle. Uh, you know, the Honda Accord can get us there or the Lexus can get us there, but there's two different people we're shooting for at the end of the day. Not to criticize what you said, but just to clarify, mm -hmm. um, it is literally, you know, a vehicle that we choose to go yeah. solve problems for people who are getting started online and that's getting people to see their products pay good money for their products and then actually get them to be successful and profitable if yeah. they go alone to other locations if they try another vehicle online a lot of times you hear a lot of failures in that and it literally gets down to like no one saw my product how do i get people to see my product i don't know anything about facebook ads and seo and google ads and all this other stuff like go to amazon because people are buying everything in 30 seconds or less already that's right let's get them to see your product that's the fastest way to make it work that's right. And I got literally 14 and 16 year old homeschool kids doing this. I got 19 year old high school. Drop. Like, what's your excuse? There's no excuse. <laughs> I got 70 year old people in here, too, that are doing the same thing. It doesn't have anything to do with age or demographic. It has to do with understanding the e-commerce opportunity, getting in the vehicle and going for a drive. Like, just get in, get in and go. Right. Yep. Um, and this opportunity is not diminishing. E-commerce is going up as a whole uh, and all components right. of it are going along for the ride. That's right. Uh, Neil, how can people find you? How can people? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Sure. Just go to voltagedm.com, V-O-L-T-A-G-E-D-M.com. I'm sure we'll put a link in, in this video or wherever. Uh, check it out. Click the get started button. And there is a 45 minute video of me, if you haven't already had enough, uh, and go in, spend about 40, 45 minutes listening to the training that I did behind that uh, get started link that explains detail, actual capitalization numbers in terms of getting started, expectations, and the whole model. Uh, and then should you want to talk a little bit more, there's a link usually below that video, a text number, it reaches me directly. Uh, don't book a call unless you're really serious for, to, to understand what's going on. If you're still intrigued, want to know more, got a few questions, just text me. You're going to reach me personally. I'm only interested in those who are serious. So I don't have a sales team and I'm not, I'm only inviting you to take a look. It's not for everyone. I can't help everybody. I'm not trying to help everybody. Um, I'm trying to help people who want to be successful and see e-commerce as an opportunity, have made the decision or on the path to getting through the decision process and realize that business coaching is really what they want. It's what mm -hmm. they need. And they understand that there's a system waiting for them to follow. Fantastic. Well, everybody, Neil Twelve, founder and CEO of Voltage Digital Marketing, and it's voltagedm.com. Neil, thank you so much for coming on. We appreciate it. Thanks for having me, Michael. I appreciate it. Thanks for tuning in to the Richer Geek Podcast, where we're helping others find creative ways to build wealth and financial freedom. For today's show notes, including all the links and resources from our show and more information about our guests, visit us at www.therichergeek.com slash podcast. 
And don't forget to jump over to Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts and hit the subscribe button. Share with others who could benefit from listening. And leave a rating and review to get the podcast in front of more eyes. I appreciate you, and thanks for listening.